Thank you, Joel. I'm just sitting, standing here feeling very nervous. <laughs> My stomach is just like this, and it's for several reasons. One, because of the responsibility that it comes in bringing this and uh, hearing and bringing it and trying to be faithful with what God says. There's also an excitement about it and what will unfold as we explore it this year. I'm not going to be able to tell you all about it today. This, is, this vision will unfold throughout the year, through our teaching, through our, throughout the way that we do life together. And it's going to be very, I believe it's going to be life-changing. It's going to be transformational. Last Sunday, um, we had a preparation message about vision, about the power of vision. And I refer to the story of the blind men who came to Jesus and cried out to him and said, open our eyes, we want to see. And of course, because of that cry and Jesus' response, those people received sight and followed him. Well, I believe that's the prayer I want to pray this morning as we begin. Lord, open our eyes, we want to see. We want to see what you are calling us to in this year. And I believe that always the vision that we've had before, faith for today, last year, we don't stop having faith, all right? It just builds. Everything builds on one another. So we continue to build our faith as we um, press forward with what God is showing to us this year. So first of all, I want you to use your imagination, all right? So imagine a community of people. Think about this. I want you to just think about this and think in your mind, try and get a picture of what it would be like if a community of people lived being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, doing what Jesus did. What would that look like? Just for a moment, close your eyes and try and imagine what would it look like if people lived like that? Being with Jesus, taking the time, becoming like him and doing what he did. Well, over lunch, perhaps, we haven't got the time now for you all to share. I'd love to. But um, in school, I would say think, pair together and share. But we'll, we'll do that over lunch, all right? We'll share those thoughts over there because those thoughts are from God. As you're, He is helping you to imagine what that would look like. But what I think you will have seen generally is examples of people who live the Jesus way. And in 2023, I believe this is what God is calling us to do. He's calling us at North Lakes to live the Jesus way. And as we do, our lives, our community, our city will be transformed. Now, I wonder if you know that the early Christians were called followers of the way. Why? Because Jesus declared himself as the way. And so they referred to to themselves as followers of the way because they were saying, we're not just following a doctrine. We're not just following a belief system or a theology. We are following a person. And that person is showing us the way. In fact, he is the way. And they became his apprentices. An apprentice learns the way of the the master or the person they're learning from. And so as his apprentices, they learned his ways. 
And when we choose to live the Jesus way, there's, there's a moment of decision when we make a decision to step onto that way. But then how we do it is outworked over time. And it doesn't mean just listening to what Jesus is saying, but it also means doing what he says in the way that he said it and in the way that he did it. So to follow Jesus, I think, is much, as much about our feet as about our ears and our eyes. Living the Jesus way actually means adopting the lifestyle of Jesus. The Jesus way is not just an event on Sunday. It is a way of life. The Jesus way is when we put into practice the teachings of Jesus. And the outcome of doing this is that we will be transformed from the inside out. Jesus declared, I am the way, the truth, the life. And the Jesus way needs to be linked to the Jesus truth if we are going to get the Jesus life. They are inextricably linked. I mean, you can't declare the Jesus truth, and then do it the way you want to do it, any old way. And you can't follow the Jesus way without speaking the Jesus truth. However, I think that in our churches, Jesus as the truth gets far more attention than Jesus at the way, as the way. But in his words, he says, I am the way first. And he does that so that, with pra- with, that we practice and come to understand the truth of Jesus so that we can live Jesus in our homes and our workplaces with our family and our friends. Now, I'm sure that you know that Australia ranks as one of the, most, you know, one of the best countries in the world to live in. Would you agree? If you've travelled, you'll agree. If you haven't, you'll still agree. It's a, the best place to live beautiful place. And I've got to tell you, from having travelled to places that have much less than we have, we have so much here. We are so fortunate. I'm not going to say we're so blessed. I believe we are blessed. But do people who have less, are they not blessed? But we are very fortunate to live in this country. And the fact that we are ranked as one of the best countries Um, in the world to live is because it's determined by international comparisons of wealth and education, health and quality of life. So whether you're born here, and if you are, then you're going to be much more enmeshed in this than if you've come maybe recently to Australia. But we are so enmeshed in the Aussie culture. And I think that because of that, we've just grown to live that way. That's how we've been born, that's how we live, that's how society works and we come to live that way. And because of that, there's a real temptation to replace the Jesus way with the Aussie way. The Aussie way is often based on a culture of wanting and acquiring more. I mean, you only have to look when it's council clean-up time and drive around the streets and see the stuff that is on the sidewalk that people are throwing out, probably because they're replacing. It may be broken, but they'll get more. Or what about the ever-increasing number of storage sheds that are being built because we actually can't fit all of our stuff in our homes and so we pay to rent a place where we can store more stuff. I think that our culture is definitely one of acquiring stuff. 
And I think it's further exacerbated by the huge advertising industry that stirs up appetites that we didn't even know we had. I mean, you know, have you ever been on your phone or on the computer or some device and suddenly pop, pops up an ad for something? Like, I'm guilty of this. It, it distracts me. And then I start thinking, you know, do I want that? There's this, there's this real... The, you know, the, they're so clever, the way they advertise, so that we can be drawn into this wanting and acquiring more. And I think that if we're a nation of consumers, then it goes without saying that if we want to get people to come to church, we have to identify what they want and give it to them. We've grown up with the language of consumerism. We understand that language. And as some of the world's champion consumers... We can, unfortunately, carry this mindset over to church. And it becomes, church becomes a place where we get what we want in the way that we want. And if we can't, we find the place where we can. But this is not the Jesus way. This is not the way in which we become less and he becomes more. Cultivating a consumer spirituality is the opposite of what Jesus calls us to. He calls us to take up our cross. He calls us to deny ourselves. I was reading my devotions this morning when he was in Gethsemane. The opposite. Not what I want, but what you want, God. It's the opposite of the way that most of the world lives. And to be quite honest... It's not all that appealing to many people, a deny-yourself culture. Now, the love of God is great. It's huge. You know, there's so many scripture verses that talk about how wide and deep and high is the love of God. It talks about how it's, it's unconditional and it's available to everyone. And it's truth. That is truth. God's love is incredible. And when people to respond to his love, what they are doing is they are stepping into his way. But then he talks about the way, in two, he gives a comparison, he says there's the wide road, many people are on the wide road, where things, you can do it the Aussie way, where you can do it your own way, but he said the destination of that is destruction. But when we accept his love and respond to it and step into his way, we're stepping onto the narrow way. Yes, maybe not as appealing, maybe harder. And he says few choose to travel that way. We, the Jesus way and the Jesus truth must be consistent. And it's only when the Jesus way is naturally joined with the Jesus truth that we get the Jesus life. And isn't that what we want? Now, you may enjoy good teaching at church, or maybe you're part of a small group where you love to study the Bible and understand what it's saying and love to discuss it, um, you know, all different biblical topics. But I want to ask the question, will thinking, talking and knowing alone lead to transformation? I think it'll lead to information, but we need shared actions and practices to move it beyond just information. And this year, God is calling us to help one another to work together to practice living the Jesus way, 
so that as we experience personal transformation, this will attract people to Jesus. They will see something in us that they cannot see anywhere else and that they will want to know what that is and that they will want to know who that is. And when they do, they will choose him and they will choose to step into the way that he lived. Now, in whatever way we define church, the truth is that it's challenging to follow Jesus alone. Jesus didn't have a disciple. He had disciples, plural. And in 2023, the call to follow Jesus is still a call to join his community of the way. And by following Jesus together, we're able to support one another to discern Jesus' truth from the devil's lies. See, sometimes I can't hear it. But then someone comes up to me, someone who's walking the journey with me and can help me to understand what the truth is. And then I can put it into practice and they can help me put it into practice and to, to reject the lies of the enemy. Because let me tell you, he, we've grown up in a culture where we live by his lies. We're not good enough. We need to do this. We need that. Another way that we can help one another is to override our human desires, and they're great, by praying together in the power of the Spirit. And also, let's create a community of deep relationships, and this is countercultural to the world. You know, every time I walk into North Lakes on Sunday morning and see all of you, followers of Jesus. I remember I'm not doing this alone. You're with me. We're walking this journey together. We're part of a kingdom whose king is Jesus. And together as followers of the way, as followers of Jesus, we're on the journey together. Today, together, we are receiving the vision that he's giving us here at Northeast. And we need to outwork it together. He will also help us to work out how it works out for me individually, and I'll need to do that. But I need you on this journey with me. And it's this, what we're doing is putting into practice what he says. It's emphasised. This vision is emphasised in Matthew's Gospel where Jesus says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When we are only working out of our head knowledge of God, it's not going to be enough. We will come crashing down. It has to become a part of who we are. It has to become a part of our way of life. And in 2023, this vision is very simple, the Jesus way. It simply means putting Jesus' words into practice, learning to obey, to actually do what Jesus has commanded us. It's so clear. If you hear these words of mine and put them into practice, you're wise. If you don't hear these words of mine, if you hear these words of mine and don't, you're foolish. 
But here's the challenge. As Christians or followers of the way, how willing are we to put his words into practice? You know, it's easy being part of a church community and hearing Jesus' words. You'll always hear Jesus' words spoken. And then we go home and we sort of leave it at that. We've heard, but that's where it stops. And I do that sometimes. I listen and I hear, but then I'm out the door and the next thing's on my agenda and I'm into it and then I sort of forget what has been stirred in my spirit at that moment. It's easy to listen to Jesus and what he says without doing it. But we have to be more than hearers of the word. We are called to be doers of what he says. James 1, to 25 says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it on the way, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Yes, it's easy to get into the habit of hear Jesus' words, go home, come back next week, hear Jesus' words, go home. Or maybe hear Jesus' words, turn off the device, go on with life. Hear Jesus' words, turn off the device, go on. And never get round to doing what he said. I guess that would be a bit like learning to drive in a school where they just give you books and lectures and you actually never get behind the wheel. Well, I'm not going to drive with that person. Or a cooking class where you've got great chefs with interesting talks about their... What their you know, their... Um, dishes and maybe even great pictures, but then you never get to taste or actually do hands-on cooking. Biblical teaching is an absolute necessity, but it must link truth to the way so that people are empowered to put biblical truth into practice. So this year, Northeast, we're breaking the habit of merely hearing Jesus' words. We're going to learn to live them together. We are followers of Jesus, not merely his fans. That means we're learning to live the Jesus way by putting into practice the words of Jesus and helping one another to do the same. This year, I'm going to urge you to recover a renewed sense of action in our spiritual practices, a path to discipleship that is more like um, a gym than a lecture theatre, now, that's not a great analogy for me. Well, it's probably a very good analogy for me because I hate the gym. Um, Ian always says to me, come on, just come with me to the gym. And I say, don't ask me. Don't ask me to do that. I'm not going to come to the gym because I feel uncomfortable there. I know they're going to push me to do stuff that I don't want to do and it'll, make, it'll be hard. So I don't go to the gym. I much prefer a lecture theatre. I'm very happy there, comfortable. I can take down my notes and do really well. So probably that analogy is very pertinent for me. But to live the Jesus way and experience the kingdom of God as he intended, let me tell you, it will be uncomfortable at times. And I'm going to tell you this too, it will push us beyond what we think is reasonable. But... 
if we do what he tells us to do, we will become fit and healthy followers of Jesus and experience the joy of being with him and the fulfillment of becoming like him and the thrill of doing what he did. So Northeast, open your eyes and see the Jesus way to which God is calling us. And if you want to join me to journey together to become resilient disciples of Jesus who are deeply loyal to the way, the truth and the life, then I'm going to ask you to stand and I'm going to invite the worship band to come and we're going to worship God together and we're going to... Step into this journey together and it may be challenging and it may be hard, but we have one another. When I walk in here, I'll be reminded you are with me on this journey. But above all, we have God who is all powerful, God who is holy, God who is amazing. Would you stand with me if you are willing to step and live the Jesus way this year? And as you do, you're going to receive a gift. And this gift is a box, a clear box. I'm going to show it to you. And in this box, the sticker's the Jesus Way, just to remind you. And inside's the magnet for this year, the Jesus Way. But there are 52 cards. And on each card is the Word of God. Because He tells us how we should live. But it's not enough just to read it. We've got to put it into practice. And so you're also going to be given a, a magnet thing. Now, this, is, this has a plastic opening, so you can put the verse behind it for the week onto the refrigerator or inside the um, box. You also have a little um, stand so that when you get the card, you can put that and stand it on your desk. We've catered for those who like fridge magnets, for those who want to have it on their desk. We've catered for both. I'd like to thank Kylie and Jack for all of their preparation in preparing this. Amazing. And everyone else who helped them put them in boxes and helped go and get it in Sydney and all that sort of thing. Thank you to everybody. But we've done this because we want to live the Jesus way together. You'll see it's got week one. We're going to be not necessarily focusing on this in our preaching, but we're going to be focusing on it in our living. And so we have week one. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. We believe that, don't we? That's truth. Now, how are we going to put into practice? How are we going to let God's Word be a light? Talk about it with one another. Help one another and say, how is the Word of God being a light for you this week? How are we walking this out together? We're on the Jesus Way, Northeast. We're doing this together. This is exciting. It's life-changing. It's transformational. And we will see more of who He is in us and around us because we are being with Him. We are becoming like Him and we are, living, we are doing what He did. Hallelujah.